What is up, everyone? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. I'm your host, Colin, coming at you live for week 21 of the Fantasy Basketball Preview with my co-host, Noah. Noah, how are we feeling? Week 21, Colin. We've made it. Dude, we are. not only are we closing in on the end of the fantasy season, we're closing in on the playoffs. Yeah. How nuts is that? It's a... Uh... Uh, you know, March and April is a pretty beautiful time, Colin, for basketball fans. Um, you know, college basketball fans, we have the tournament starting uh, later this week. The tournament's awesome. Uh, I don't, I'm not even that big of a fan, of, big of a fan of college basketball, Colin. But March Madness is just awesome every year. Um, it never really disappoints. And then that really leads into the last per month, month and a half of NBA basketball, which is also very important. Um, especially this year, more than most colonists, but when mm-hmm. seeding um, in the East is going to mean more than anything, really, yeah. uh, where you want to finish. And uh, we're coming into the awesome part of, uh, we're coming into the home stretch. Um, I do just want to apologize to our listeners. Uh, me and Colin fully planned on recording an episode on Wednesday. We we're going to go with something new. Uh, we we're going to we we're gonna do a live viewing of the Nuggets-Warriors uh, game, the second half of it. Uh, while we recorded a podcast, uh, this is something that Colin and I, you know, have wanted to do for a while. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that, you know, we hope to eventually be able to do. Like, you know, st- st- doing that type of thing, Colin, like streaming it on Twitch or something yeah, like right? that would be awesome. Because, you know, if you and I live together, we're hanging out, like, that's what we're doing. Like, we're yeah, just exactly. watching sports and, like, shooting the shit. Uh, uh, so definitely we'll do one of those again in the future. But... I was excited, Con, because uh, that Nuggets Warriors game, I knew it was going to be good. It ended up being yeah. awesome. Um, the game right before that was the Nets seventy sixers, oh and like God. the first quarter of that game was the first quarter of that game was crazy, Con. Like the game got out of hand pretty quickly after like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. but the first quarter of that game felt like a playoff game. It was so awesome, um, oh, yeah. and yeah, it got so boring, Con, that it literally that game put me to sleep at like ten thirty, and I didn't wake up in time to record the podcast. <laughs> when you mean you didn't wake up in time to record the podcast, you woke up at 9 a.m. the next morning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that game uh, freaking tucked me in, kissed my forehead. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah, we uh, we will have to do some planning and, and make sure that we're wide awake for the next time <laughs> we plan to do something like that. Maybe come playoff time, that could be a lot of fun. Mm, I like that. Yeah, maybe we could catch like a Pacers game in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we watch the Bulls lose in the first round. Mm, we don't have to, though, because we could just watch them win. <laughs> I don't care. Like, that's fine with me. Uh, Colin, sh- before we get into things, yeah. shall we give the uh, shall we talk a little IU, IUBB? You know, we haven't talked since they lost uh, on the last game of the regular season to Purdue. It's kind of been a... A lot's happened since then. Yeah, a lot's happened in one week for IU basketball. Let's uh, <laughs> let's keep it to two minutes just because this is the fantasy basketball preview, and I know with playoffs, people are pretty stoked, and they want us to get there. So if you don't want to hear about this, skip like two, three minutes ahead. But, no, last Sunday, we, uh, we kind of talked like, oop, <laughs> another year without IU in the tournament, you know, whoop-dee-dee. Whoa. I think, I think per quote it was it, Colin. At least we don't have to, uh, you know. At least we don't have to self harm ourselves two times, yeah. two times a week anymore with IU yeah. basketball. And 
I'm ready to get hurt again. Colin. Oh, I am so <laughs> ready. Uh, you know what? It was like a month of a terrible relationship, and then after like a month of it being terrible, you know, your ex-boyfriend was like, or girlfriend, or whoever, was like, what if we got dinner? And I was like, I'm in love with you. All right. I'm in love again. This is it. This is all I've ever wanted. So IU on, was it Wednesday? Thursday. Thursday, because it's a four-day thing. Yep. Draws the 11 a.m. slot for the second round of the Big Ten tournament, which is really the first round. There's, like, Mm -hmm. the bottom four teams playing the first round. Uh, IU goes down 17 points with 13 minutes left in the second half. Michigan is doing everything correct. They look like a very polished team. You know, a lot of people had Michigan as one of the best teams going into this season. I think they were preseason, like, number two or three. Mm-hmm. People really thought they were going to be good. And the team that I was watching seemed to be that team <laughs> because they were running IU out of the yeah. gym. Yeah. And I actually, because it, I, w- I was working that day, and so I took my lunch That's break, and I, I come out with, like, 15 minutes left to see that we're getting our asses handed to us. And I was like, Jesus, well, you know, that's my lunch break. I'm, I'll sit here and watch, you know, see what happens. Slowly but surely, IU just turned into a different team. Michigan could not score on us. They went 10 minutes without a field goal. Mm-hmm. And Michigan have one of the most, um, they have one of the most talented big men probably in Division One basketball, and Aiden uh, Dickinson. Like it, it was pretty crazy, Colin. We we really were just clamping them. No, absolutely, absolutely. And Xavier Johnson, man, did he did he, he is, show up? He he came up huge in that game, Colin. Even played through foul trouble. Could have had a much better game. He was in foul trouble for most of the game, but. Uh, we come back, beat Michigan in that round, Colin. That was a big win because if we lost that game, Colin, we're, oh, we're, we're not in the tournament. For sure done. We're not for in the sure tournament. Done. It's 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 that easy. Come back the next day, Colin, against a very talented Illinois team. Big Ten um, champions, the number one seed. Big Ten champions, Carbello. Uh, they got a point guard named Carbello, who's an awesome point guard. Yeah. Um, he was he was he's really fun to watch, and they also have one of, if not one of the biggest, one of the best big men in Division One basketball, and Kofi Coburn. Yeah, um, absolutely. What a win that was, Colin. Trey Galloway had eight points, but his eight points might have come at, like, they might have been the biggest eight points I could think of. Seriously. He had so many tough drives that game. Oh, my God. Uh, his I, defense. I really like Trey Galloway. So, we're getting into the weeds a bit here, but we were missing Trey Galloway and Romeo Langford for a combined 15 games this year. In games where we had both Romeo of them. Romeo Langford. Yeah. Oh, my God. Rob Finnessy. Jesus. <laughs> Mom, oh, been a long one, I think. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, he's on the Spurs now. Think about that. He played three years for the Celtics. Oh my God. And I'm still throwing <laughs> his name out there. Down bad. Yeah, Rob, we're thirteen and two without those fellas. We're with those fellas. Without them, that's like where all of our losses came. Much Just, worse. Yeah, so much worse. <laughs> yeah, and dude, the end of that U of I game, neither team wanted to win. We had a point with, like, four minutes left. We were up three or four, and we forced back-to-back turnovers. First one, we got a three-on-one, just 
the most obvious charge call I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Ray Thompson, all he has to do is throw it to arguably the, the best guy to take an alley-oop in college basketball and Trace Jackson Davis. Doesn't. Just runs right through Cabello. <laughs> and then the very next play, they inbound the ball. Trey Galloway picks the pocket of Trent Frazier. Oh, my God. Just... Sprinting down the floor, trips and falls, ball rolls right out of bounds. And then we won. Although we do we do need to shout out Trent Frazier because up to there's about thirteen seconds left. They call timeout, they have the ball, Illinois does, and Trent Frazier within two seconds just misses a pass right to a lady in the second row. Uh, just to no one, <laughs> to no one, turnover. And then Miller Cop, a 90% free throw shooter, who ratioed Dave Portnoy a couple times this weekend, which is pretty sweet on Twitter. Misses the his free rare throw. Miller Cop dub. Right? Oh, the Miller Cop in the Michigan game had probably the biggest three of his life. Just drained yeah. one from the corner to actually. He does be finding himself down. with, he does be finding himself open quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, he is a good three-point shooter. As, as 90% much as... free throw shooter, too, and then he missed one. Yeah, that was rough. It was um, rough for He's sure. probably taken, like, eight attempts all year, but uh, that leads us, that led us into Saturday, Con, where we're playing Iowa in the um, in the Big Ten semifinals. Um, Iowa has a very touted NBA prospect on their team in Keegan Murray, a 21-year-old. Um, personally, I think Keegan Murray should have been Big Ten Player of the Year. It went to Johnny Davis and set another high lottery pick. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was a this was a close game, Colin. It was a battle of IU scored, I believe, fifty points in the paint that game, yeah. while Iowa maybe hit sixteen threes on us. Um, it was something like Iowa, that. Iowa, Iowa's a scary team, Colin. I will yeah. I will probably have them going decently deep in my um, bracket because They're trying Keegan to Murray. Keegan Murray was so he is so good. Like he is so good. He he reminded me of a De, like a DeAndre Hunter, a Cam Johnson type mm-hmm. player, Con, where he's gonna I think he's gonna get drafted by the Blazers in the lottery and he's immediately gonna become like their second most important player. He just I think he's that kind of guy. Especially yeah. because he's already twenty one, Con. Yeah. Um he's got a couple years more than most of the other guys in the draft. He's he's gonna be an awesome addition to any team. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, we have to add the other character into this, which is Jordan Bohannon. And let me tell you a little bit about Jordan Bohannon. Jordan Bohannon is 24 years old, and to this point, he holds the record for college basketball games played. He debuted in 2016, Noah. This guy has been playing college basketball for six years. Six years, Noah. Think about that. He is the same age as Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I just... I I, I hate I, that guy. I, th- there's no reason he should still be playing college <laughs> basketball. He got the extra year from COVID. So me, what ho- is this homie even taking classes? I, like... I don't know. I like We were talking about that... We, are you getting your doctorate at this point? <laughs> He's halfway through his second bachelor's degree. <laughs> just hit the reset button. Why not? How fun. Maybe Jordan's just stuck in finite math, Colin. You know, it's a weed-out <laughs> class. It's just real tough class. He hasn't passed it yet. <laughs> that could be it. 
That really could be it. K201 GP4 is really causing him some yes. trouble. He just he really can't catch up. <laughs> He's so, terrible at queries. So Jordan Bohannon has played 176 career games. The whole list is now compromised of people from the extra COVID year. But prior to this year, the leader was David Lighty with 157. Jeez. He's got at least one more, which means he will have cleared that record by 20 games. There's a very finite amount of games that you're supposed to be allowed to play, and he has just hit the cheat code. And we're bringing him up because he ended up hitting a 30-footer for the win. uh, Off the the glass. Yeah, such a bullshit shot. Uh, And he shouldn't have been there. So, honestly, I think we won. He should not have been playing that game. Yeah, and now the Hoosiers con. We did play ourselves in this tournament. That's the greatest part. Mm -hmm. Uh, we play on Tuesday. We have to play Wyoming in a play-in game, Colin, yeah. to see who plays St. Mary's in the five twelve matchup. Um, at the very least, Colin, it's going to be a fun week for ID basketball. We can give um, another update on Tuesday night when we plan on recording. We plan mm-hmm. on dropping a whole March Madness preview episode with recurring guest Ryan. Um, look yes. forward to that. But, Colin, that was a lot of IU talk. We are yeah. here for Week 21 Fantasy Basketball. Yes, we um, are. Most playoffs have started, if not are going to start this week. So I feel this week is pretty pivotal, Con. Um, I took Absolutely. this one pretty seriously. Um, let's get into it. Let's get into the schedule, Con. Tell me tell me who, what teams are playing how many games. All right. Let me tell you what teams are playing how many games, Noah. All right. So to start it off, um, we've got... One team that has to stand out. The Miami Heat are only playing two games. Miami Heat have a lot that of fellas that could be very important in your playoff matchup. Luckily, I'm not one of those guys. But if you're a Bam guy, if you're a Jimmy guy, I don't know how much you're counting on Kyle Lowry right now. He's been really up and down, and right now he's definitely down. But Tyler Hero, you know? There's a lot of big-name guys that could be anchoring your fantasy team. You have to work around that. If you don't Don't start planning for that now, you might not be able to overcome simply them only playing two games, Mm -hmm. which sucks. It blows. Yeah. But that's the Uh, way— Jimmy Jimmy Owner's crying in the club because he has missed so much time this year. And in one of the most important playoff weeks of the year, he plays two games. Um, I, for one, con, I'm going to have to prepare pretty well for my points league matchup this week because two of my most important players on my points league team are Tyler Hero and Bam Adebayo. Um, So you're going to have to supplement that. You're going to have to be active streaming this week. Um, Like Con said, Miami is the the only team with two games. Uh, We have about half the league playing three games of 16 teams exactly, and we have... 13 teams playing four games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Atlanta, Cleveland, Denver, LA, Lakers, OKC, Philly, Phoenix, Portland, Sacramento, San Antonio, Toronto, Utah, and Washington all playing four games, so look out for those teams. Um, getting into the number of teams playing each day, Colin, on Monday we have 18, Tuesday we have 8, Wednesday we have 24, Thursday we have 2, again, um, one game again on Thursday because of the start of March Madness, people yeah. aren't going to be watching that. Um, 24 on Friday, 8 on Saturday, and 18 on Sunday. 
So we're looking at Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday being the very important days this week. And the back-to-back situation is weird this week, Colin. Wait, hold on, um, let me no correct you. Monday. said Tuesday. Uh, you mean Wednesday, right? Oh, no, I see what you're saying. Never mind. Tuesday. Th- th- okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. those are the low-volume um, game days. All right. Yep. Catching my uh, The back-to-back situation is weird, Colin. Monday, Tuesday, we have none. Tuesday, Wednesday, we have Brooklyn, Phoenix. Wednesday, Thursday, none. Thursday, Friday, none. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Cleveland, Dallas, the Lakers, and Washington. Saturday, Sunday, none. Sunday, Monday, Boston, Houston, New Orleans, OKC, Philly, Portland, Toronto, Utah. Um, Four out of the seven days this week, Con, no back-to-back games. Uh, That is very important. This is a week where you're actually going to have to fully plan out your week in terms of guys you want to pick up. I mean, you want to focus these teams that have the back-to-backs. You also want to be making sure you can pick the guys up when you need them for the days. Um, Low-volume game days, we're looking at Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And teams who play on all three of those low-volume game days, we have the Pistons, the Magic, and the Suns. Um, I did forget to mention, Con. Mm -hmm. I got the first seed in categories. 106 categories won out of your boy this year. I know. I know. I, I, I choked the matchup this week. I was playing another good team. Maybe forgot to check my lineup on Thursday, and it, it did cost me three five one. And uh, you pulled it out, you know. Hats off. I'll see you in the championship. It's okay, bud. <sighs> Maybe, dude. I uh, I'm rolling with CJ McCollum being out, Josh Giddy being out, Oof. Miles Turner Oof. being out, and I just dropped Chris Paul. So we're getting mighty skinny there. Well, Colin. Luckily for you, I know a fantasy expert. Um, he might have some picks for you, Colin. Guys you can potentially pick up this week that could help you get over the hump, win that matchup, help you get into the finals of the Categories League. Um, in the dudes we're writing about this week segment, my first guy, Colin, these are all guys that I, I wrote about this week, were all guys that I would want to pick up this mm-hmm. week. Um, first mister is Brandon Williams, 19% roster on Yahoo, 2.6% roster on ESPN. He plays for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, the Trailblazers' backcourt was already paper-thin con with Dane being injured out mm-hmm. for the rest of the year and CJ getting traded to the Pelicans. Uh, Anthony Simons had an MRI last Thursday, Colin, that revealed that he's dealing with mi- mild patellar tendinopathy. Uh, what do you mean keep him out. I think it's a long version of tendinitis in the knee. Oh, um, yeah, I'll do it. Out two weeks. Um, I don't really see a reason to bring Anthony Simons back because he's kind of the Blazers' only way they could win a game. Yeah. Um, so this leaves the Trailblazers with barely any backcourt players gone. Um, Brandon Williams is going to be a very busy man for the Blazers over these next couple weeks. He yeah. joined the Blazers' con on February 22nd on a two-way contract, and now he is their starting point guard. Um, over his last three games that he has started, he's averaging 15 points, four rebounds, two and a half assists, and 26 minutes a night with a 27.5 usage rate. Um, Blazers have four games this week, Colin. It's pretty simple. Uh, you you can feast on bad teams at this point in the season. Yes, right? you can. Yeah. They want to lose. Mm-hmm. Like so, they're, they're plugging in anybody. Yeah, I I saw there's a lot of hype on Brandon Williams on the subreddit last week, and somebody posted because he, he posted a pretty solid stat line. I think he posted like 40 fantasy points, and somebody took a screenshot. He doesn't have like a picture 
on his fantasy basketball profile yet, or at least he didn't as of last week. And some guy just said, I don't know what you look like, but thank you. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. I like that. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon Williams I love. He's probably my must-have pickup this week. Um, pick him up. Another Blazer con, Trenton Watford, brother of Christian Watford, um, IU basketball star, uh, legend, hit a three-point game winner over Kentucky. Yeah, maybe Basically you've seen the it best before. moment. Yeah, maybe. Um, 23% roster on Yahoo, 5% roster on ESPN. Um, another young guy in the Blazers getting plenty of opportunity over his last four games. Colin, he's averaging 14.5 points, 7.8 rebounds, 3.3 assists, and one block in 30 minutes a night. Um, I think Watford is also worth taking a look at if he keeps getting this many minutes. Um, the only caveat with Watford is Justice Winslow got rolled out for Monday's game already, but he might come back for Wednesday's game. But even then, Justice Winslow has been a fringe guy his entire NBA career. He has a record of not being able to stay healthy. I could see the Blazers still playing Trendon Watford. And Portland has four games this week. Pick up one of these guys at the bare minimum. Yes, absolutely. Um, next guy we're talking about, Colin, is Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. Um, 17% roster on Yahoo, 6% roster on ESPN. Um, he is someone who's been seeing pretty steady work for the Wizards ever since the trade deadline. And after missing the first 39 games of the season, Con Rui Hachimura was MIA, Con for yeah. like, the majority of the first half of the season. Um, he was dealing with COVID. He was also dealing with personal matters that they never really disclosed. But, you know, that's Rui's, uh, you know, privacy, you deserve, yeah. whatever. Um, Rui in his last... <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but, you know, I like yeah. Rui. Uh, you know, Japanese brother out there doing it. Uh, Rui has scored in double-digit points, Colin, in 10 of his last 13 games. He's averaging 2.6 rebounds and 1.1 steals in 22 minutes a night. Uh, the non-scoring numbers are not great, but he is getting enough work to be a decent enough pickup. And Washington, the important thing here is Washington plays three games in four days. Uh, Wednesday through Saturday they play three games in four days. So, you know, you can get Rui for Wednesday through Saturday, have guy to pick up for Monday, Tuesday, have another guy to pick up for Sunday. That's pretty good value. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. Rui's a guy that was drafted. You know, this isn't a, a mm-hmm. Brandon Williams-type pick where kind of came out of the woodworks. This is a guy that we're all familiar with. We've seen him play. He has a ton of potential. I think that you should feel pretty comfortable picking up Rui Hachimura, you know. With the Wizards where they are in the season right now, they want Rui to come back. They want him to get in shape. They want to see how he's doing, if he's progressed at all. So, I I think he's... Yeah, the Wizards have all the reason to uh, play Rui a lot uh, over this last couple weeks of the season because they're still trying to figure out, you know, who they need to keep, who they need to let go. And I I think Rui's a pretty important piece moving forward for this Wizards team. Yeah, and not even um, just get Rui minutes, but get Rui the ball. Like They want him to yeah. be taking shots. They want him yeah. to be a shot creator. You know, that's kind of the role that he's got on that team right now, especially with Brad Beal out. Lord knows there are shots available, and I think that they're going to really start to feed Rui. Yeah, I hope so. I, I'm rooting for Rui. I've always been a pretty big fan. Um, last guy, Colin, Trey Murphy. Uh, rookie, drafted by Pelicans, came out of Virginia. 
uh, 4% rostered on Yahoo, Colin, mm-hmm. and 0.7% rostered on ESPN right now. Uh, very good chance Trey Murphy is available in your league. Uh, like you said earlier, Colin, the Pelicans are going to be shorthanded this week. Brandon Ingram out with a hamstring injury, and CJ entered health and safety protocols last week. Um, Murphy has to pick up some of the wing production that Ingram left. Uh, Murphy has spent a lot of the season gone. He was playing at the beginning of the season, but he has spent basically the majority of the season playing for the Pelicans uh, G League team, the Birmingham Squadron. Mm -hmm. Uh, Very interesting G League team name, but he needed it gone. uh, The Pelicans took him pretty high in the draft uh, with, I I believe he was like right outside the lottery and... You know, all the promises there for Trey Murphy to be a good 3 and D for the Pelicans within the next coming years. But at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season, he just he wasn't ready for NBA basketball. Um, you know, Herb Jones coming out and being yeah. an already ready-to-play guy for the Pelicans really um, shut the window down for Trey Murphy. But the time he spent in the G League was awesome for him, Colin. I watched him play last week, and he actually looks like, um, you know, the guy that the Pelicans want him to be. Yeah. And on the on March 11th against Charlotte, Colin, he had 32 points, nine rebounds, and two assists in 28 minutes for the Pelicans. Hit seven threes that game. Um, that game, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, like he was not doing that earlier in the year. He, I don't even think he had it in capabilities, honestly. Uh, but that did that was that did come in a blowout, Colin, for the Pelicans. The Pelicans were getting beat down by the Hornets for a majority of that game, but. Um, the Pelicans could easily find themselves in a very similar situation this week on getting blown out, uh, meaning Trey Murphy could find a lot of potential to get a lot of shots up, get a lot of minutes this week. And for a guy who's 0.7% roster on ESPN right now, could yeah. take a look, to, could take a little peek in. So I, I'll say this. It's, it's big-time flyer because prior to that game, yeah. his season high was 8 points. His season high in rebounds was six, and he his season high in minutes was 25 minutes before that. He posted career highs in minutes, rebounds, and points the other night. So I, I wouldn't say that you should bet on Trey Murphy to be able to do this again, but if you're just looking for something, there's a lot of potential here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll say this too, Noah. The, the Pelicans are in the playoff game, and as bad as the Pelicans were, they now sit two games behind the Lakers in the standings. That's crazy. Isn't that I? Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna throw a bonus one, and you know, feel free to shit on me for this one. You know, if you're like, oh, this guy's too high percent rostered, and I don't have the Yahoo numbers. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> we'll, we'll get the editor to edit that one out. Um, but he's 40% roster on ESPN, and I think for categories leagues, this guy is very much worth it. It's Thad Young. He's obviously mm. no longer on the Spurs. He's with the Raptors now. He doesn't get a ton of minutes, but his steals numbers are far above league average. At least they have been since he's joined the Raptors. I think that steals is just such a a crapshoot of a category, and when it comes to that come playoff time, you know, there's some guys who are consistent, but we're talking about a category where the league leader right now, DeJounte Murray, is averaging two steals a game. 
If he has one more steal per game than the next guy, that's 50%. It's 100% more. So it's just... It, it comes down to such a razor-thin margin to be able to pick a guy like Thad Young up who... He's not going to hurt you in field goal, free throw, stuff like that. He's not going to hit threes. He's not going to score a lot of points. But he's going to get that for you. And so if you can stomach some of those other categories from a guy that you're just picking up, I think he'll be able to do that for you. And that's my Thad Young analysis. I like that. I like that. Especially in a week like this, Colin, where every category really matters. Right. Um, you know, just locking down steals and knowing that you can potentially have that as a one category is pretty important. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, he's not averaging a ton of minutes, but the steals are there. That's something that he does well. He played 23 minutes the other night against Denver. Um, and if I uh, check my math here, I, I believe Toronto actually plays four games this week. So, you know, I, I imagine that with that, there's going to be a game or two where Thad Young is relied upon more. Mm-hmm. It's my two cents, no? Yeah. It's my two cents. I like that. Um, okay, then I'll, I'll throw another one out there. Just uh, kind of <laughs> same vein. Um, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Blocks, <laughs> Noah. We, we're familiar that the steals and blocks are they're the, the lowest... It, just in terms of uh, number in all of the categories. So getting a guy who can do one of those things is incredibly important. Uh, and there's a guy who, for a very, very long time, is one of the best blocks per game guys in the NBA. And he's absolutely fallen off the NBA radar for uh, reasons I can't really explain. Uh, he's bounced around. He was on the Kings last year. He was on the Blazers before that. And he's actually a backup center for the Utah Jazz right now. Noah, do you, do you pick up what I'm putting down right now? Mr. Whiteside? Mr. Whiteside. I was looking the other day. He is widely available in ESPN leagues. And I just, I thought that was a little crazy. He's 37% rostered. He had three blocks the other night. He's had one game in the last six games where he hasn't had a block. He's still averaging over one and a half blocks a game in that span. He played 35 minutes the other night. He's going to get you blocks. And literally yesterday, Noah, he posted 12 points, three blocks, 21 boards. Oh. This is not a fella that needs to be on the waivers. And maybe that's a cool take mm. because, you know, the Yahoo leagues, we always know it's it's just a, a way more inflated number because Yahoo people tend to check more. But and, this guy just had, I, I'm sure if we were to break it down analytically, one of the most valuable fantasy games for a guy that is that percent roster that you could pick up right now, like all season. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I've not been keeping track on of how Hassan Whiteside has been doing this season. I might have to scoop. I kind of need some blocks. Oh, Noah, you can't because I, I already picked him no. up. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't no. give you free advice. I give the listeners free advice. 
That's how I roll, baby. Yeah, I just I think that when it comes to a week like this, those are the categories that are much more attainable, and I think points to some degree would would come in third for me. The others, I think you you have to build for a little bit more, and I, I think that there's some manner too. You know, if you have Rudy Gobert or a guy like Miles Turner, obviously he's not healthy right now. Those guys can win it for you week in week out those kind of categories but if you're not playing one of those guys and you didn't build for it these are some some quick fixes you know it's uh you're not rebuilding the house you're just uh you're, you're repainting it you know mm-hmm. so i i just i think that there are other guys out there like that uh, these are the fellas that we have provided to you but i would when i'm looking at my waiver wire pickups this week and especially categories I'd like to think in that vein. Like, what can I reasonably win this week? And what's super important, and Noah, I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go look at what my opponent's done well this year. You know, maybe there's a category that I'm not necessarily punting, but I see that my opponent is, you know, second in the league in, in rebounds, and I finished, like, seventh. Maybe there's just not a chance that I'm going to win rebounds this week, and that's okay. I'm just going to re- now punt rebounds that's fine and so all my acquisitions need to be building towards the same thing you don't want to be picking up guys because they're good at different things focus your energy on one or two categories with all of your waiver wire pickups and i think that's the best Mm -hmm. way to do it yeah i agree that's a okay okay colin i see you i'm going off pal you know it's playoff time i'm not the one in the two seed smart guy I, most people don't. Most people don't, dude, and that's fine because I'm not. But come playoff time, you know, when I'm the one seed, when I'm the two seed, I've put in my body of work. No, we have a fantasy basketball podcast. I know what I'm doing, you know. Did I slack off a little bit towards the end? Maybe a little bit. It doesn't matter, you know. I got buys. I got the seeding I needed. I'm Ooh, here now. This guy's got bye weeks. Yeah, whatever. You had bye week too, didn't you? Yeah, it was pretty nice. Well, it was, but I checked. I would have beaten all four teams that played this week. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't think I'm beating Mr. Israeli Defense Force uh, in points this week, Con. I think he actually has the best team. He he darn well might. It, I think it's... Uh, I think I he, dropped, s- he dropped 15.50 this week. That's... Uh... That's a banger. I was trying to do the math earlier because I didn't like set my lineup at all, um, and I think I left like four hundred points on the bench or something, and I posted eleven hundred still. So I don't know. Maybe it would have been close if I was, you know, doing some waivers. Who knows? Who knows? The world may never know. Um, all right. So those are the dudes we're writing about this week um we're going to move into waiver wire pickups and i know i think it's pertinent that we say some words about at least some of these guys maybe not all of them but just give a rundown on a couple guys that we have fond opinions of do you think that's fair okay all right we'll do it as usual i will uh read the list and you stop me wherever you need to. I know there's certain guys you want to hit, and then maybe let's just throw out a few more that we might not 
necessarily have thought about talking about. All right, first on the list is campaign. He should have already been picked up. He's on here because we've talked about him. He should be picked up. There's not a real reason for him to be on the waiver wires right now, but if he's there, he's basically the Suns' starting point guard. He's playing starting minutes. He's balling out. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't be there. Devontae Graham, good waiver wire pickup. Emmanuel Quickly, fine waiver wire pickup. Devin Vassell, fine waiver wire pickup. Jalen Smith. Noah, talk to me about Jalen Smith. That, this is a name that I would actually like to hear. About. Um, the whole, the whole like Pacers front court is a very interesting situation right now, Colin. It's Jalen Smith, Isaiah Jackson, and Goga Patadze and O'Shea Brissett all splitting four minutes pretty evenly most nights. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them are viable on any given night, and yet all yet. You know, I couldn't find myself to actually pick up and hold any of one of these four guys because, you know, just the fact that any one of them can get it every night makes it difficult. You're gambling on who you're picking up on a game-to-game basis, but Mm -hmm. I actually really like Jalen Smith. I really like Isaiah Jackson. I like them both more than Goga Batadze, actually. Um, Isaiah Jackson's actually looking like we got a steal in the draft where we drafted him at, like, 21. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to be really good next to Miles. And I actually really like Jalen Smith, too. Yeah. I uh, They've both been putting up numbers. You know, the Pacers are still competitive. We're losing games. It's perfect. Um, you could definitely look at one of the Pacers' big men uh, to pick up this week because – but it's just a gamble at the end of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let me say this. Uh, prior to Friday night where Jalen Smith kind of posted a dot of a game, in a 10-game span he was averaging 13.5 points – eight boards, uh, shooting about 55 mm-hmm. from the field. And actually, this is what was maybe most surprising. He was shooting 40% from three on four attempts a game. Mm. They're not – Yeah, I'm not bouncing out of the gym for those numbers, but I take him as a pickup. You know, like that's yeah. a, a pretty solid floor. You know, like if, if you give me the option this week early on – I think I'm going to go with Jalen Smith over Trey Murphy. Yeah, I would pick up Jalen Smith for threes and rebounds. I would pick up Isaiah Jackson for blocks is how I would approach it. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Oh, God. All right, Noah. Well, <laughs> but you think we can pass this guy up? We have to. I, I don't. <laughs> All right, fine. Marvin Bagley. He, he could do something. I, I actually I can't say that I've watched a Detroit Pistons game recently. Um, I know the Bulls played them the other night, but I I was unable to tune in. Uh, has he has he been playing? He's been playing. He's he's a guy. He definitely he's is a body. He's he is one of the players on the Detroit Pistons. We do know that. So uh, let's take a quick look see. <laughs> Whoa! Actually, Noah, these are these are numbers. Uh, in the last five games that he's played with the Pistons, he was out for three games for some reason. Uh, he posted eighteen, nineteen, ten, twenty, fifteen points, and then eight, ten, six, eleven, and eight boards. Okay, that's it, Mister Bagley. That's, that's okay. pretty good. That's pretty close to a double double right there, and. Uh, 
In that time span, he is averaging more than one steal, too, which is above league average, especially for a player that's power forward. I see you, Marvin. You know, like that's what I'm saying is this time of year, everybody done forgot about Marvin Bagley. Everybody's forgot about the Pistons. The Pistons are like, screw it, dude. Like, we got to figure out if we want to sign you next year and what you're worth. Like, get out there. Right? All right. Marvin Bagley. Marvin Bagley. You know, a uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. Now, if I just bring up Marvin Bagley having a good week every week, I'm going to hit. <laughs> I'll hit eventually. <laughs> All right. Isaiah Roby. Austin Reeves. Aaron Wiggins. No. Aaron Wiggins. Talk to me about Aaron Wiggins. Do you could you guess what team Aaron Wiggins plays for, Con? Yeah, he uh he's on the uh, uh Warriors. He's uh <laughs> yeah, he's all star Aaron started, Wiggins. He started the game and then the all star game and now he's He's got like the. Did you see the stat? He has the worst splits at the free throw line for any All Star game starter ever, not named Shaquille O'Neal. Like yeah, I think it was at like, I think it was at like twenty five percent. Yeah, it it was garbage. But no, Andrew Wiggins has been playing like Aaron Wiggins of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, yes, Aaron Wiggins, no relation to Mister Andrew Wiggins. Um, Aaron Wiggins plays on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Con they took him in last year's draft. Um, Lou Dort out for the rest of the season, Colin with a shoulder injury, and Wiggins has been uh, taking the majority of his minutes. Uh, the 23-year-old rookie, Colin, had 25 points and 9 boards, 5 assists, 5 threes and 1 steal in 39 minutes um, last Wednesday in a loss to the Timberwolves. Um, he's also managed two pretty decent stat lines still then with 11 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists and 2 steals in 35 minutes against the Jazz. Uh, Wiggins has played at least 30 minutes in three straight games, Colin, which I think suggests he'll be pretty heavily involved in the Thunder uh, in his last final stretch of the season. Um, Wiggins could be a good pickup because the Thunder have four games this week. You know, this uh, I appreciate this because uh, last year we made an absolute killing off of just looking at who was playing for the Thunder that week and then just <laughs> posting like five Thunder names because they were all under 10% rostered. So I appreciate that a ton. Yeah, had 25 points last night. That's uh, that's nothing to sneeze about. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. All right, Keon Johnson, Dwight Powell, and then you have to tell me about Malik Beasley. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Con, Malik Beasley, uh, I have one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. I am about to tell you. Um, it was made by a Reddit post by Mr. Middle O Society three days ago, Colin. So these stats are not up to date, but they're still wild. Okay. Um, Malik Beasley, Colin, since February 8th, is shooting an average of 8.83 pointers a game oh in 21 minutes a night. And since then, Colin, since February 8th, he's taken a total of 133 shots. 114 of those have been three-pointers. 85.7% of his shots since February 8th have been three-pointers. And he's shooting 47% on eight attempts a game in only 21 minutes a night. Holy... Kyle Corver, is that you? 
Seriously. Isn't, that's insane. I'm I'm pretty sure that Kyle Korver would have to be the only guy to ever have a stat line like that. So they're similar in this Reddit post, Colin. There's similar people who this guy was trying to find in similar uh, date stretches. Um, during that same uh, time span, so March, February 8th to now, mm-hmm. Steph Curry has shot 124 three-pointers out of 174 total shots during that time. Um, Duncan Robinson has been shooting an average of 86.4 of his shots from three this season. Um, in his best streak, Colin, from January 14th, to February 9th, Duncan Robinson took 94 out of 100 of his total shots from three. Uh, Davis Bertans has been shooting an average of 81.5% of his th- shots for from three for his career. Um, his best stretch came from April 3rd, 2021 to April 25th. He took 94.4% of his shots from three, 85 out of 90 shots with eight and a half attempts from three per game. Wow. Pick Malik up pick Malik Beasley up if you want three pointers this week. That's that's the best sales pitch I've heard from you maybe ever. Wow. A hundred he's hitting forty seven percent on not, almost nine attempts a game. In twenty one minutes. That's absurd. That's that's actually the twenty one minutes part is just he would be averaging 14 attempts per 36, Colin. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, and that's on a team where it's not like there's a, a lot of shots to be had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're passing him the ball for a reason then. Man. All right. All right. All right, we also have uh, his teammate Jade McDaniels, Chuma Okiki, Mason Plumley, Alec Burks, Darius Basley, Drew Eubanks, Raul Neto, Lonnie Walker IV, Alprin Shangun, Gabe Vincent, Victor Ladipo, Hassan Whiteside, and Thad Young, who you added when I said. All right, let's... Uh, Let's discuss Victor Oladipo to end it. It's uh, it, it's probably more of a, a first take debate than it is fantasy basketball value, but maybe we can provide something to the listener. So Victor Oladipo made his debut last week, mm-hmm. was it for the Miami Heat, uh, a team that's obviously been killing it. You know, first in the East. Sustained so many injuries throughout the year. Um, you know, none of their starters have played more than 52 games this year, which is crazy to think about. Um, so Vic has, has played three <laughs> games. And he actually sat out last night, you know, needed the rest. <laughs> I'm been, taking this guy off the list. He's <laughs> been averaging 16 minutes, six <laughs> points, two boards, three assists. Do the Heat? Like he's not. He's nothing more than a role player, right? Like that's. He's not even a role player at this point. I mean, eighteen minutes a game. I think that classifies as a role player. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. his role? That's kind of where I was asking you for body. 
Yeah, maybe. It's uh, <laughs> it's tough because I think the name is so tantalizing, but I think that this team has already figured itself out without him for so long uh, that they don't quite need his talents to this point. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I'm going to be taking him off that list, Cod. Yeah, makes sense. It, it does. I mean, could he have a banger of a game where he scores 20? Yeah. Perhaps. But he has much of a chance to do that as any of the other dudes on this list. Oh, my gosh. Remember when the Pacers offered this guy, like, four years, $84 million? And he said, I am worth more. Did you offer him $100 million? It might have been like five years, a hundred. Thank God, no, but dodged wrong. bullet, baby. What did you get out of that now? Because would you? We got Karis Yeah, and draft which turned into a, a first and a second, basically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for a guy <laughs> that told you he didn't want to be there anymore. That's uh, that's pretty sick. Well, damn, what a fall from grace for that dude. That sucks. <laughs> and obviously, yeah. I like Vic. You know, I don't. I, I'm rooting yeah, for obviously. the guy. Um, Hoosier Pacer legend. I don't know if he's a Pacer legend, but Hoosier for sure. <laughs> yeah. Damn. All right, no. Almost done. Let, one hot take for the week. You know, just you give me somebody. That you just think is going to pop off, mm. even if it's uh, somebody who, who's real rostered. I just, I need a dude. I need a dude. A dude. A singular man. A singular man. So I actually was thinking about this earlier today, Colin. That Russ is on. Russell Westbrook is almost to the point, Colin, where I'm thinking about dropping him in cat. Um, where he's honestly almost he's honestly not worth it at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, the categories that he does well in don't make up for the categories that he is absolutely murdering me in. Yeah, um, I'm I'm legitimately thinking about dropping Russell Westbrook. You probably should. It's the craziest part about it. Also, Josh Hart had 44 points last night. Yeah, he did. What was up with that? He, Josh Hart's a baller. Um, the Pelicans are going to regret giving that guy up, I think. Like, they had to, but yeah. he would have been awesome to keep on that team. But that plays into our point about the Trailblazers, the Thunder, mm-hmm. the uh, Pacers. Like, these teams that are tanking, the Pistons, anybody can do anything. And they might lose by 20, but that doesn't matter for a fantasy team. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I might drop Russell Westbrook, dude. If you have Russell Westbrook and you're thinking about it, I would definitely look into what categories you've been like uh, losing for the majority of the season, which ones you've been winning, and debating if Russ is really a differentiator in those ones that you're winning because he might not be. Yeah, I, I saw a big debate about it on Reddit. You know, should you do it? And I always, my thing is for points leagues, he's he's actually pretty good. He's he's probably worth it. But for categories, he is not a draftable player. Yeah, sad, sad, sad. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, he posted five points the other night. He is. I I I, I hate seeing him play like this, Colin, so because I've always been a Russ fan. I feel like there's a lot of Russ haters out there, but when suck. he retires, Colin, I I don't think I think we're gonna really. It's really gonna put into perspective, like just his legacy and like the player that he was because he's he's still one of the all-time players that we're going to watch gone. Yeah. Dude, he he's a top 75 player of all time. He's a nine-time All-Star, he's an MVP. You can't take those things away from him. And let me say this too. I think there's a Russell Westbrook organizational structure that works and then I think there's whatever the fuck the Lakers did this year. Yeah. I know Russ is not playing good basketball. LeBron's the only person on that team who looks like they have played basketball and understand how to play at the NBA level. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster of an organization right now, a disaster of a team. To bear it all on Russell Westbrook is silly. Um, you know, I, I really I got actually kind of a little bit heated with Skip Bayless the other day because – you know, Russ's wife got on Twitter and was like, you blocked me on Twitter for you calling him Westbrook all the time. Then, you know, he did whatever the Skip Bayless thing was. But I just, I, I don't know. I thought it was such bullshit. You know, Russ is a fantastic player. And for every dude on Twitter that's like, LeBron James is playing tonight, appreciate greatness. Appreciate Russell Westbrook while he's around because he's one of the all-time characters <clears throat> in the NBA. And NBA player, NBA players know it too, Colin. They actually like, like guys respect the shit out of Russ, uh, and that should tell you a lot, honestly. I think so too. I think so too. All right, ramble over. Um, <laughs> poof. Well, went late into the night on this one. No, I don't know why. Um, you want to sign us off? We'll, uh, yeah. Oh, well, let me say this: we will be back on Tuesday for our college basketball preview episode diverging from the NBA. Mentioned it earlier. Um, it's my good friend Ryan. He loves college basketball more than literally anything. Uh, the dude knows so freaking much. He, uh, he writes for a couple different websites, but I do have to shout out he has a college basketball podcast that I think is pretty fire. Whoa, now no free promo. I'll free promo it because he's coming on. You know, he's actually he's paying to come on the show. I I told you that. Oh right? yeah, I forgot. He dropped yeah. us the two K. Yeah, it's uh the the sixth men college basketball podcast. They kind of ripped our thing, you know, like bench chatter. Yeah, but should we sue them? Yes, obviously. It's just gonna be a lawsuit. It's just gonna be me reading the legal documents. <laughs> so, tune in if you want to hear that. No, but six men in the basketball yes. podcast. I think it's fantastic, especially around this time of year. If you didn't watch a lot of college basketball this year, these fellows will be able to catch you up. They will catch you up quick. Yes, you'll get to hear our good friend Ryan give his awesome analysis um, of just breaking down the tournament, breaking down the bracket, getting you ready for your office pools. And you also get to hear me, uh, a largely anti-college basketball figure, talk about college basketball teams like he knows what he uh like i know what i'm talking about yeah. which i do not but i'm ready to send some hot takes gone oh yeah that's um, what it's all about. Th- <laughs> thank you guys for listening to another episode of bench chatter the common men's nba podcast follow us on twitter at bench underscore chatter 
leave us a like, leave us a rating, and we'll see you on Tuesday. Peace. Thank you.